finishing the parak today. Uh, we're going to spend some more time going through these. Um, I don't know how to describe. Uh, I, I I don't know superstitious type of um, remedies. Um, uh, I think the only thing that we could think of is uh, in those times they didn't really necessarily have a, a scientific method of figuring out what works and what doesn't work, and therefore, I mean, some of what we're going to see today actually deals with this idea that sometimes Chazal are making decisions based on this is the accepted medical practice of that day, and some and other uh, of Chazal would say this is accepted practice that this is the way to heal. It's actually dark amori, right? It's actually uh, you know idolatry to engage in this type of of a uh, you know healing behavior so i'm not sure what reaches that level what doesn't reach that level but uh you know like i said i don't really know what to do with these gemaras so much um okay so we are on the bottom of the page bottom of 66 d says if someone has a ishta which is this type of fever and this type of fever comes every three days right like clockwork she takes seven branches from seven uh, dikle palm trees. The shiva sivi mishiva kshuri sivi are kitsamim, right? Some sort of a, a splinter from a kshuri, which is a, a type of Rashi says koros beans. The shiva sivi mishiva gshuri and sivi are the sedes, right? Which are like the stakes from um, seven bridges. The shiva kitimi mishiva tanure and um, kituma is what we learned earlier. It's like Seven different ashes from different, uh, from seven different um, ovens. The Shiva Afri, Mishiva Santari, and what Shiva Afri? And seven Afri, you mean um, dust. And seven uh, Sanri, what are Sanri? Kinor Adeles, Chora, Skupa, Shakira Adeles, but oh, okay. So, yeah, this is. Um, Basically, the, the, it's like the rudimentary hinge that they would do. They would basically have a, the door was attached to the house with some sort of pin that was stuck into the door and that held it into the door frame. So if you would take that, the pin out of the door frame, there would be like um, dirt in that, uh, in that area. And you take from seven different doorway, door, door frame pins, you would take that dirt. Meshiva Kufri, Meshiva Arbi. And kufri is, uh, you know, is, is kaifer, which is um, uh, pitch. And you, so you take a pitch from seven different boats. The shiva baini kamuni, kamuni. And seven baini kamuni, garine kamun. So kamun is, uh, is cumin. So you take uh, seven things of cumin. And what do you do with it? The shiva baini mi dikna de kalba saba. And then you take uh, seven hairs from the, from the beard of an elderly dog. The chalala debate sabara, and you attach it to this chalala around your neck. Benira barka, and this is supposed to protect you. Amar Rabbi Yechonim, leishta samirta lishkel sakina dekula parzala. If you have this ishta samirta, which is a different type of, of fever, that's a troublesome fever. It's a chayli shemachamemes vekedachas esegov. It's it's a, a sickness that basically in your whole body is is very hot. So you have this illness. What should you do? You take a knife that it's made out of parzala, made out of a, a type of metal. And you take this knife, you go to a place where there is a thorn bush. They lick their bay nira barka, yoyma kama lechreik bay porta, velema vayera malach Hashem elav. So basically, what we're going to do over here, this is something that makes a little bit more sense. And the reason why it makes a little bit more sense is because now this is something that's supposed to be or something that's supposed to get you thinking about a time in which Hashem connected with the world. 
So what are we talking about here? Basically, you're going to go over to the thorn bush and interact with the thorn bush while saying the phrases that Hashem and the Malach tell to Moshe Rabbeinu when he goes to the thorn bush when Hashem first reveals himself. So this is clearly something that has a little bit more of an idea that it's supposed to be ma'ira, or it's supposed to be causing you to daven, right? So the concept of schoolists, I mean, you guys might have seen some of these schoolists that are being bandied about for uh, like Ba'imer, and some of them are, are bordering on a little bit of the absurd in terms of that this is actually going to affect anything. It's very important to remember, my father always likes to say this, there's a, the halacha, the chinuch says this, basically, that... Um, that when you're at a funeral, right, the custom is that you walk behind um, the, the, the mace, right? you walk behind the, the coffin, and everybody says the the capital Sadi Beis, right, Psalm 92, which is Yeshe Beseser Elyeh, right? And, and the idea is that through saying this Psalm, you're going to escort the soul up on high. So the Chinuch says, if you walk behind the thing, and you if you walk behind the mace, and you're saying this capital 92, chapter 92, and you're saying it thinking that it's going to have some sort of magical power, then it's actually Darke Emoiri. It's considered to be superstition, and it's forbidden on a Torah level to actually do that. But if you walk behind it saying these words, and thinking and about what the words mean, and through thinking about what the words mean, help the mace, whatever this means exactly, but through thinking about those words, through connecting to Hashem, and using the words as your sort of a your springboard to connect to Hashem, then that's something that could help, you know, affect things. So over here too, if you're going to go to the thorn bush and say over the psukim, you should be focused on the message of what the what happened when Hashem came to Moshe Rabbeinu in the thorn bush. If you're saying these words while attacking the thorn bush with a with a knife and thinking it's going to be magic, that's probably in the category of dark Amiri, something that's forbidden to do, where you're just superstitious. What are you supposed to do? You go over and you, you make a little bit of a cut in it and you say, and the, the angel of Hashem appeared to him. You cut into it a little bit more. And you say, and the next day you, you cut a little bit more and you say the next part of the Pasuk. And Hashem saw that Moshe Rabbeinu turned to speak. He says, once you're in the category of sort of analyzing this pasuk of thorn bushes and using this pasuk to, as a springboard to bring you to a place of, of uh, teshuva, right? Then, then what you should really be doing is you should bring in the, the fourth pasuk that's related to this that's very much apropos to the matter at hand, which is that Hashem says, don't come any further, right? Don't come any closer towards the burning bush. So what you should really be doing is using those words and using those words to say to the, to the fever, as it were, don't come any closer to me. And just, just hit me right now that it could be the idea over here. It's like this. It could be the idea is that why does Hashem appear in a burning bush, right? You know, why, does, why specifically in a burning bush? So I think like Rishonim already say this idea that the, the burning bush, and then what, what's the message that Hashem gives Moshe Rabbeinu? He says that, that I, will be with, I shall be with you in this exile as I will be with you in the next exile, right? We learned this in Gemara and Brachas. So Moshe Rabbeinu's response is, Hashem, uh, they're not over this exile yet. Why would you want to tell them that you're going to go into another exile as well? So what's the message that Hashem comes to him in the burning bush? Because the burning bush symbolizes tarot, symbolizes the pain that, that we go through, symbolizes the pain of exile. But what Hashem is saying is that the same way that Mitzrayim is necessary for our development as a nation, so too the exile is necessary for our development as a nation. So perhaps the message is like this. If someone always does, is always doing the right thing, right, then maybe they would never get sick, right? In other words, when people are on a very high level, the only reason that they get sick is 
solely as a divine response to get them to do the right thing. That, as we've been learning, that the divine suffering is supposed to be putting them on the right path. So if someone is recognizing and going over to the, to the thorn bush and saying these ideas, he's supposed to be remembering that the point of this illness was to get him to change his ways. If he indeed is ready to change his ways, then Hashem will take the illness away. So it's not, it's not a magical potion or anything of that nature. It's really using this as the, the lever to remind oneself of what's going on in, in this world. Um, okay. So the first day, rather, he should say the, the Malach of Hashem appeared to him. A second day, he should say the third day, he should say the fourth day, he should say the, this fourth Pasuk. The Pasuk lay, and when he finishes that, he says like this, on, on, then on the fourth day, when you finish saying this passage, you should actually cut the thornbush off the ground, and you should say, oh, thornbush, thornbush, not because you were the most grandiose of, of bushes or trees that Hashem rests his presence on you, rather because you were the most humble of trees that Hashem rests his presence on you, right? Very reminiscent of the, of the Medrash about Harsinai, and that, uh, that's why Hashem revealed himself on Harsinai, because it's the most humble. The same way that the fire over there means literally fire, right? That came away from Hanani Mishal Azariah, right? So what happens to Hanani Mishal and Azariah get thrown into a burning fire, and the fire itself recoils from them. Right, and it recoils from them. So too, the, the fever that is currently taking this person by storm should run away and turn away from him. So someone has symptom. Symptom is a different type of um, symptom is a different type of illness. Let's see what symptom. Shchin, right? Shchin, you know, one of the makas, right? The boils. So lema hachi should say like this: Baz bazye, mas masye, kas kasye, sharloi faarmaloi, samraloi. No, sorry, new thing now. So now we're in a different type of, of illness, I think. So for some reason, these words are going to cause the illness to go away. There's this other type of illness, a shchina illness, right? Which is, um, yeah, that's what it sounds like, shchina. Not sure what this is. Keven bazach bazach bizbazach matmasach kemoin kemech enacha bech enacha bech asrech bach zarech kekalut ukeferda the loy paravale rabbi make that this illness that he has should become like a a kalut someone who is not able to have children and like a ferret a a mule that's that's also sterile that is not able to have children and this too this illness also should not be able to um, to propagate. So too, you should not be able to multiply and proliferate in his body. The kippa, if someone has kippa, what's kippa? It's Abba Uba. It's kach Oh, wow. So Rashi says, what's kippa? Kippa means someone who is uh, who's, uh, tormented, right? He needs an exorcist. So what do you do? You do an exorcism. Lema you should say, Kherev Shlupa, Vekala Nitusha. 
there is a sword that is unsheathed, and the kala is Nitusha, and the kala is a um, a sling is Nitusha is ready to go. Wow, we lost Elliot. Panda so all of these different um, methods of uh, what you should do if you're going to be trying to remove a shade from someone, what sort of words you're supposed to use, and if you're trying to, um, if you think that there's a shade in the bathroom, what you should do to get rid of the shade in the bathroom before you go to the bathroom. Okay. The Gemara then continues. The Mishnah said that B'nai Malachim can go out bazagin with the with the bells on their clothing, the children of kings. Mantana, who is the person who says that not just the children of kings can go out with the bells on them, but even the regular people can go out. And why do we say children of kings? We say children of kings because that's the typical the typical thing is that children of kings go out with bells on them. So we, therefore we said children of kings, but really it's 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 not specific to children of kings. Anybody can go out with a bell on them on Shabbos. Matana, who is this? I'm Rabbi Shir Shimon. This is the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. I'm going to call Yisrael B'nei Malachim. The opinion of Rabbi Shimon, who says that all Yisrael are B'nei Malachim, the very famous Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says in a later um, parak, the Gemara is talking about a certain thing to be done on Shabbos. I can't remember right now what it is, but there's a certain type of uh, behavior that kings engage in, or maybe maybe it's talking about um, princesses engage in. And says, therefore, it's permitted for them to do that on Shabbos because it's typical for them to do that on a regular basis. But not, the, the first Tana says, but not for everybody else. But Rabbi Shimon says, every Jew is a king, every Jew is a queen, and therefore they're also permitted to do so. So the Gemara says, who's the author of our mission who says that not just the sons of, um, not just the sons of kings can go out with the bells on Shabbos, but anybody can go out with the bells on Shabbos, because the B'nai Yisrael are Malachim. The Gemara says, it must be Rabbi Shimon as he's going according to his position later on. So then the Gemara Excuse says, Excuse me, Excuse yeah. me. are these bells that actually ring? No, 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 no. Sorry, good point. The bells Thank can, you. The bells are, yeah, if the bells are ringing on Shabbos, then that's going to be problematic because you can't have a bell on Shabbos that's ringing, right? Anytime you're going to cause something to make a, a noise, if you're going to like go into one of those stores that has those, you know, old-fashioned stores that they have those bells that ring when you walk in, into the store, then yeah, that's not permitted to do that on Shabbos. You're not going to be allowed to go in there. So yeah, if the bells still have a clapper on, we're not talking about that. We're talking about where the bell does not have a clapper anymore. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Omar, but Arig, Rabbi says it's not necessarily good proof. It could be that it's actually It could be that it's actually woven into the clothing. If it's woven into the clothing, then it's not as much of a concern that he's going to take it off when people see him. Because since it's woven in, he's not going to do that. Okay. Now we're going to get back into the same topic again, basically almost till the end of this parak, talking about the Sarki and Mary type of idea. You know, things that are, that are once again, I, I didn't spend time analyzing this, exactly what, what things are in the category of Sarki and Mary. Sarki and Mary means the Amorites who lived in Israel before the Jews came in, right? So the Amorites, they did certain uh, superstitious activities. And there are things that we are forbidden to do because they're, they're things that the Amorites do. And it's not specific to the Amorites. It's specific to anything that people do that is um, out of superstition. It's called Dark Amiri, right? So some people say, I'm, I'm not one of them, at least ever since I got married, I'm not one of them. That is a uh, challah, right? The, the custom of baking a key in a challah, the Shabbos after Pesach, or the custom of baking your challah in the shape of a key after Pesach is Dark Amiri, right? It's superstition because uh, there's nothing Jewish about it. Um, that's what Litvak say, but um, not everybody says that. 
So the, the category is not specific to things that are actually done by Emirates specifically. It can even be done by other people, even living today. But it's out of pure superstition. We call that Dark Emirates. So Mishnah tells us like this. You can go out with the egg of a locust. And with the tooth of a fox. And with a nail from the tzala, from the hangman, right? Not from the hangman, literally, but from the, from the gallows. Mishum Rafua. Why? Because it's Rafua. These are actually, uh, you know, curative purposes, and therefore you're permitted to walk out with them on Shabbos. David Amir, opinion of Amir. The Chum And the Chum say it's even forbidden to do this during the week to walk around with this. Why Mishum Darkei Amiri? Because if you're going like that on the week, what you're showing is Darkei Amiri. This is the practice of the Amorites to be superstitious. And it's forbidden to use this as a, as a curative therapy if it's pure superstition. He says, why don't somebody go out with this, um, with the locust egg, right? What's the practice of going out with the locust egg? What's it coming to cure? It's coming to cure shilcha. What's shilcha? Rashi says, shilcha is a, um, some sort of earache. And what would you do with this uh, egg? The toilet in Bosnia, you would hang it on your ear, I guess, uh, some sort of rudimentary tubes. Uh, with, the, with the tooth of an axe, the abdi lishinasa. Right? What would you do the shein shel shul? You you wear it for for sleep purposes. The chaya lamandinayin for someone who is having difficulty. I guess a um, someone who is uh, what's it called narcoleptic. So they would take the the tooth of a of a living fox, and that would actually stop their them from falling asleep. The mesa lamandinayin, and you take the tooth of a dead ox for someone who is a naim for someone who has difficulty. Was difficulty uh, falling asleep, right? For an insomniac. Uber misamer min atzalov the avdi lazirfa. Why would somebody use this nail? Nefach maka the chol parzul lazarif ahay mafti lazirfa. So basically, lazirfa is some sort of, I guess, it's inflammation or from a wound. And what's going to happen is that if you use this uh, the nail from the from the gallows, then that's going to affect a, a cure. Rava's opinion is like this. Anything which can be empirically proven to cause a cure, then there's no such thing as Darkei Meri. Darkei Meri means something that's superstitious, and not only superstitious, but there's no empirical evidence. But this, if it's, if it's empirical evidence, then indeed you are permitted to do it. It's not Darkei Meri, not because it's superstition. You're not saying that this has to do with or anything like that. And you're, and you're saying, I don't know why this is so, but if this works, then it works, right? So, you know, when it comes to therapies, even today, right, that, you know, there's two different concepts of, of using medicine, right? So there's, there's medicine that we think might work and, and doctors spend time trying to figure out what would be a, a good cure. And then they're still going to do the empirical trials. But then if there's medicine that for whatever reason, without any idea of why it should work, but they did a trial and, and it worked, even if they don't understand why it works, if it works, they're going to use it. So Abai and Rabbah say, if it actually works, we don't care about why it works. It's not called Darkei Meri. The implication is that if it does not actually uh, empirically cause Rafua, then it does have a Darkei Meri issue. You have a tree that is Mesha Peresav, that its roots are falling off before it's actually ripened. You actually paint it in, you paint the tree, and also you put these... Uh, these uh, stones on the tree branches, right? So cause them not to fall off too early. Why do you put these stones on it? That makes sense. Why do you do that so that the tree itself will, uh, will as a chile means like it's um, full force. 
his living force won't be as powerful anymore. And since his living force won't be as powerful anymore, then there's not as much concern that you will that the sea will actually take take it off before it's um one second. There's not as much of a concern that the tree will actually uh, give off its fruits before it's ripe. Okay. Um, but to, to paint it with some sort of paint, how is that going to cause this refuah? It's going to cause this uh, curative effect that the fruits won't come off too early. This is a really interesting and beautiful idea. So that other people will see this tree is painted. And they're going to recognize why is this tree painted? Because this guy's having issues with the tree. And therefore, they will daven for mercy for the person whose tree is affected. In the Tanya, as we learned in the Baisa, Baisa comes to explain. It says in the Torah, the Tame Tame Yikra. So this is the Pasuk talking about um, a Metzira. And it says the Metzira is supposed to call out that he's Tame. Whenever you see someone say, I'm Tame, I'm Tame. Right? What's the idea? The Baisa explains like this. He has to tell his pain to many people, to the multitudes. Therefore, everybody will ask for mercy for him. Right? This Gemara is used uh, when people want to know, you know, someone gets a diagnosis of a, you know, a serious illness, and they want to know, should they try to keep it a secret, or should they tell other people that they could have it for them? Or if they don't tell other people, then maybe the next time they have a, a scan, then maybe it won't have spread, because once you tell other people about it, then it becomes more dependent on teva, nature. It's something that's hidden from the eye. Maybe it's not as dependent on nature. So most Rabbanim will say the answer is based on this Gemara that you should definitely tell other people so they could daven for you. And, and if they could daven for you, then that could actually uh, help, that Hashem will actually have mercy. So, um, Ravina. Ravina says, With, Who are we following when we put this Kufse on a Dikla? What's Kufse? So Kufse is Ashkel Tamarim, the Simenu Shemesha Paresa. Says, what do we do? You have a dikla, you have a, a date tree, that, a date palm, that things are coming off too early. So you take a basket or a cluster full of, um, of tamarim, of dates, and you put it on the tree. And then that's supposed to actually affect that it will no longer fall off too early. Kihai tana, like this tana, like this uh, author. Tani tana, beperek amaroi, kamei derechia bar oven. There was a, um, sorry, just to explain that previous Gemara, what the Gemara meant is like this that by putting the cluster of, of uh, dates onto the tree, people are going to recognize it as the tree that's been ripening too quickly. And therefore, they will daven for you that the tree will no longer ripen too quickly. Okay. So now, there was a fellow, and he was sitting in front of a chiyah bar oven, and he was saying over halachas related to darkei emeri, the superstitious behavior. All of the things that you're talking about right now this, in this raisa, they all are things that, about which the halacha states forbidden to do so. I'm sorry, Labar Mihani, except for these, except for these things. If someone has a a, a bone in his throat, maybe take a bone from that same species. and put it on your head. and say like this. Um, so so this does not have a problem with Arkham Aries. What do you do? You put this thing on your head and you say the same way that this thing is, uh, it, the, the thing inside my body should get swallowed up and, and uh, go down and should get swallowed and go down and be swallowed up. And this is not Arkham Aries to get rid of it, right? Now, presumably this also has to do with a, um, um, that this is not necessarily a, you know, a magical thing, but this is also as a, as a, you know, a lever to try to get you to daven properly. La Adra, Lema Hachi. 
min alasa ketris shaya shaya. Okay, so what's an adra? Rashi says, etzem shall dog, shiyashal adam vivashet. So you have a fishbone that gets stuck in your windpipe. So you should also do some sort of davening that it should go, it should go away quickly. And these things are permitted to do. They're not the Akimari. Ha'imar gad gadi. But if you say that God, it, the, the God is one of the, um, the constellations, and you say that God, God the, this constellation should be my mazel, right? Basically, an astrology type of thing, you know, a horoscope type of idea. The the sanuk loy ashki ubushchi yesh by mishnah kemeri, and what sanuk loy anef altihi ashki ubushchi yom belayla. So if you, these types of things where you're where you're talking about um the the uh, constellations is having an effect on your life. That's dark Amari. Who the Amari? God, He just says God. To talk about God is even worse because God is the language of one of the names of Avedizar. says, This is a pasuk in Yeshayo, and it says that those who are setting a table for God, right? So it's those who worship some sort of idol called God. So we say God, God. Not only is it a, is it just in general a mazel, some sort of constellation that will have an effect on your life that you're 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 buying into that idea. Not only that, you're also buying into an Avedah Zara. That's even worse. Um, let's say someone calls a woman by her husband's name. I'm sorry, a man by his wife's name and a woman by her husband's name. That's also Dark Mary. Let's just say Dainai Dani. That's also Dark Mary. Once again, if you say Dan, that's worse than Dark Mary, which is just superstitious. That also is related to Avedah Zara. Because we see that Elikecha, the, their God was done. That done itself is the name of Avedah Zara. If someone says to an Eirev, a, uh, a raven, Sarach, Sarach means to, uh, basically, if you think that the, when the raven is calling out, it's, it's some sort of a uh, you know, scary thought that you see ravens, so what you do is you say to the Eirev Tzarach, as if that's going to protect you from what the ravens calling out is going to do. Ula Ravasa to a, a female raven. Tzariki, Behechter li zinavacha letuva. Something similar also to try to combat what's going to be affected by this female raven. Yeshmish of Darkei That's definitely Darkei Meri. Ha'imer, shachatu tarnagal zeshakara arvis. They kill this chicken because it's, it doesn't sound like a chicken. It sounds like an arvis. It sounds like a, a raven. Tarnagal zeshakara gavris. And if they have a, uh, a female chicken, a hen, that sounds like a, uh, a rooster. That's also Darkeimari. You say, I'm going to drink and leave over something. And when I leave over something, it's going to end up, uh, you know, like uh, you know, like the story of, of Yashka with, uh, with uh, what they call it, the, the water and the wine. Um, so, that also has uh, characteristics of Darkeimari. If you crack eggs in, on the wall in front of Ephraim, Ephraim are like the young, young chicks that are just starting to move around. It's also dark Amegas means to, to stir, right? Stir a pot. I, I don't know what it means in this context. I don't know, some sort of dance maybe in front of Ephraim. If you're dancing and you're counting 71 Ephraim in one group of people, that, so therefore they shouldn't die. Also, Darkei Meri. Let's say you're, you're dancing to your Kutach. Right? Kutach we learned about in Brachas. It's this interesting type of porridge with the, the sour milk and, the, and the, uh, the breadcrumbs. So you're dancing in front of it. So it tastes good. Someone is in the middle of cooking Adashim. 
Hadashim are lentils, right? And some of them are cooking lentils, and someone comes to the room and they say, hey, be quiet, we're cooking the lentils over here. If you talk, the lentils aren't going to taste good. That's also a bad thing. If you're calling out very loudly because you're cooking grisin, um, grisin are, um, grisin again? Maybe grits is a lentil. I think grits. Are they grits? Okay. I think so. You're cooking your grits and you're calling out to them because that's going to help them cook in a better fashion. All the things that came right? So if you see somebody ever leaning over and talking to a pot, and sometimes these old, I mean, I don't, I don't think I've ever actually seen it in my life, but I feel like I've heard about it or read about it or something, like people actually talk to their food while it's still cooking. It might be dark game Mary. Amashtanus with naked rasa, this is really pretty gross. If a woman is urinating in front of her pot, she feels this special mehira, because for some reason they believed at that point that if you urinate in front of the pot, it's going to cook quickly. Yes, we should die, Mary. However, you're permitted to take uh, splinters of tooth, which is some sort of wood, and uh, shards from glass into the pot, and that will actually cause it to cook faster. Now, why is that so? Presumably, these are things that will actually. Uh, cause that the heat is going to be conducted faster. I'm guessing that, that that's why that's permitted. forbid for a very simple reason. Shevet chuchas by these glass shards. Why? Okay, great. It's going to cook faster, but now you might swallow glass. That's not great. And we know It's more important to be concerned for sakana than it is for uh, prohibition. We learned in the You take something of a male melech. You take a a fistful of um, of uh, salt, and you put it into the into the candle. And for some reason, when you put it into the candle, it's going to cause a bishul shetayir that it will be extra extra bright. It's tadlik, and then you light it. tit and you can put tit like some sort of mud and charsis, Okay, so these types of substances will cause that the oil will stay at a, a lower temperature. Will stay at a lower temperature. It won't burn out as quickly. So basically, these are two different chemical reactions, and those are permitted to do. What the Gemara is saying is, listen, if there's an actual chemical reaction that's happening, and I'm not sure exactly how they define these things in those days. We keep on coming up against this problem. I don't know how they knew what's a chemical thing and what's more dark murray or what's more just empirical, but this, they felt, is, is not in the category of things that make no sense. Not sure. So this is things that you're permitted to do. Amr of Zotra Haiman de Mirsi Shraga de Mishra, Megale Nafta, interesting Alachavir. Anybody who covers a candle that is made out of oil, a candle that's burning oil, and anybody who uncovers a candle that's burning naft, that that you know the chemical we've been talking about in the past, that it smells bad, cover Mishamat Pashkov. You're causing it to burn out faster. So if it's an oil thing, then by closing it, you cause it to burn faster. I guess not obviously not choking off all of there. And if it's an after thing by uncovering it, you cause it to burn faster. So either way, what you're doing is you're causing it to burn faster than it's necessary, and therefore it's going to be about tashkas, wasting money. If you say, here's chamra wine, the and life to the chachamim, right? There's no dark murray, right? What is this? This is the chayim, right? Um, there was an incident by Rabbi Kiva, he made a party for his son, and each cup they brought in front of him, he said, to all the sages, to the sages and to their students as well. And so we see from here that it's permitted to say l'chaim, right? You might think that even saying l'chaim is dark, so saying here, no, no, saying l'chaim, it's not anything, you're not saying this 
by saying l'chaim, I'm causing anything, right? That's not going to cause it, right? Confusion to our enemies and long live Israel. It's not actually going to be caused by that because you say it. The idea is you're saying, I'm giving a blessing. I'm giving a wish that perhaps this is what Hashem will do, that Hashem should fulfill these words, right? That there should be, uh, you know, long live Israel and confusion to our enemies or l'chaim by Ali Yidin, as to say in or earlier times. Okay, so starting tomorrow night, we're actually going to get back to uh, Shabbos uh, Parak. This is like one of the most important Parakim, probably in Shas, because it's Klal Gadol, and it's going to go through the 39 Malachas, and it's going to give us a list of the 39 Malachas that are forbidden on Shabbos, and I, uh, I'll have my Ribiyat book next to me so we can quickly review any of the questions that will come up. Small questions, not, <laughs> not going through the whole uh, 39 Malachas on Dafyebi over seven nights.